Hey guys, I'm Brad Palumbo, and welcome to Damage Control, my new podcast where we are reclaiming the LGBT community from the far-left activists who have taken it over. My guest today is the one and only Blair White, and we cover everything from Pride Month to overreach in schools to furries? Buckle in and get ready to do some damage control. Blair, it's so great to talk to you again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me back. So we have to talk about your iced coffee first. I just spotted it. We we're just talking about it. Yeah, black iced coffee must be a gay thing, an LGBT thing, because it's constantly the move. But you said you actually put more espresso in your regular iced coffee. You're going to throw up when I explain to you my coffee process. So every morning I do three shots of espresso, and that is bare. That's not within any coffee. And that's separate from the three shots I get in this grande iced coffee, which I just sip throughout the day because I have shit to do, and I have places to <laughs> and I have to be awake. Wow. That is quite something. I feel like my heart would jump out of my – I drink a whole pot of coffee, and even still, that's a lot for me. But – so it's great to get the chance to talk to you on this new show, Damage Control, which really is all about reclaiming our community from the insane people that have taken it over. But I feel like you're, you're the OG on this, right? You've been doing damage control on these people for years. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what I noticed, um, or that's why I noticed, like, these little episodes you're doing, because I'm like, that's literally what we should all be doing right now. We need to be doing damage control. Um I've been doing what I do online uh, for seven to eight years now, which feels like seven to eight decades in internet time. You know, it's like, wow, I'm basically prehistoric. I'm an internet cockroach at this point. However, uh, I do think damage control is highly important. You know, I think that LGBT issues, especially trans issues, uh, have become such a massive political football and the ways in which the discourse around it has taken shape in the past two years has been really crazy. I mean, especially considering we are such a small minority of people that for it to be sort of this like main stage political conversation is crazy. Not to say that it's it's not full of important conversations and important issues that I care about and you care about, but damn, it's like I know I don't hear anything but trans stuff coming out of anyone right now. And it's like, wow. Can we talk I anymore? find it exhausting, so you must find it even more exhausting. I do. I'm tired. You know, the there is no 401k for this, what I do, and the scoliosis is setting in because I'm incredibly tired. <laughs> uh, but I will not stop, and I hope you don't stop either. I really appreciate your voice, and you always have such nice things to say about me, and I see you like post supportive stuff of me all the time, and I'm like, this is what we need more of in the community is people who, you know, have each other's back on the basis of their content and character and not just because they meet a criteria of a letter within an acronym, you know. Absolutely. So I do want to talk about this. I feel like we're living through something of a backlash, like the pendulum, the, the LGBT community, especially the activists and the ideologues and a lot of the politicians, they went so far left that now, a few years ago, you know, under Trump, I really feel like most people on the right no longer cared. They had a very libertarian approach to LGBT issues. Not everyone. There was always the small slice of the, like, anti-gay Christian people. Um, but I, I think over the last year or two, it's partially an online phenomenon, but also in real life. I feel like the right's really backsliding and becoming more, I mean, whether it's people like the Daily Wire types or... 
um, politicians becoming more anti-LGBT in the actual sense, not in the, you know, everything I, I don't like is homophobic and transphobic sense, but actually in some cases legitimately so. Part of it's like the pendulum swung, and now it's swinging back to the far extreme on the other side in some circles. Have you also observed that? Absolutely, that is one hundred percent what we're living through right now. Your observation is, in my opinion, correct. You know, and this is one of the main things that I have spent the past seven or eight years of my career trying to warn people within the LGBT community about, because I thought this is what they would care the most about. You know, maybe they don't care about the kids being harmed by, you know child sex changes, maybe they don't care about women in sports, but perhaps they would care about the fact that all of these things would lead to a massive pendulum shift and real bigotry, the return of real hatred and resentment and hostility towards us. And uh, I believe that time has come. I think that uh, it's been a few things that have sort of uh, contributed to it reaching such a fever pitch. The Nashville tragedy is one of them. Dylan Mulvaney is a big contributor to that and sort of the ways in which the corporate press have really pushed Dylan out, uh, which is so frustrating. And, you know, the rise of TikTok has been a big contributor. And also, unfortunately, and tell me if you agree with this observation, for generations, obviously, the community has experienced genuine bigotry, genuine uh, legal struggles, genuine discrimination. And we've been trained sort of generation by generation to, first of all, fight all of that, which is righteous, but also to double down, never give an inch because our rights were on the line. So any critique of the community, any critique of us as people, we have... I say we, but I'm talking about the community. You and I don't fall into this, but there's sort of a natural inclination to react to it, call it hatred, and dismiss it. Well, now that we're coming to a situation and we've been in a situation where the right actually has legitimate grievances and we still are doing this, you know, generationally trained response of like, no, you're just being hateful. Well, now the beast has really in some ways shown up. Yeah, I think I think that's true observation. I think it's unfortunate, but I think it's true. Um, and I do think we have to reclaim it, take it back and push back on both sides. I love, frankly, your willingness to call people out on the right who have uh, bad takes or openly say like trans people shouldn't be allowed to own guns or any of these. That drives takes. me insane. That drives me so insane. Ben Shapiro. Ooh. I'm, I'm not a Ben Shapiro fan. I mean, I never really have been. I think that he's contributed uh, in positive ways to the conservative movement and the right-wing movement. And I admire a lot of his, you know, sort of like business accomplishments and he's whatever. But like, to me, his conversations about stripping the second bedbit from, you know, a group of people after, you know, a career-long uh effort to be against red flag laws and to purport himself to be a strong 2A, you know, proponent is really disgusting. And what it reminds me of is during COVID lockdowns uh, and how all the liberals around me and really in the country were so willing to give up freedom because of fear or because of, you know, emotion. And for me, conservatives coming out after the Nashville tragedy and, and having those conversations about if trans people should be able to own guns and if a right should be taken away, that is such an emotional response. And you have let your emotions and your fear or dislike of a group of people 
compromise your principles of freedom. And that is just something I don't relate to. I didn't do it during COVID and I'm not going to do it no matter how bad or inflammatory the trans stuff gets, you know? And it's the same logic they reject in other circumstances. Right. You know, right. one Christian shooter doesn't, obviously we don't support taking away rights from Christians because of it and they never would. Um, right. And so I completely agree with you that you've also made an observation recently that like free speech and gun rights are two now of your most important issues. Right. And I feel the same way because I really do feel like we have people on both sides um, just completely compromising on these issues to the point where I just saw like South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Nome wants to ban college students from having drag shows. And it's like, listen, ban minors from it. Absolutely. But if adults want to do freaking drag shows, like that's part of free speech, whether you like it or not. And I'm, I'm afraid both on gun rights and free speech, we're seeing parts of the right waiver. It's like they have a blind spot when it intersects with LGBT sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, authoritarianism is capable of rearing its ugly, oppressive, disgusting head on both sides of the political spectrum, you know, and you do see it. And it's unfortunate uh, but I know that my principles are not compromised in the process. And, you know, I know a lot of people on the rights aren't, but some of them are. And unfortunately, it's more than I would expect. You know, I've seen people having conversations recently that I'm like, really, you too? Really, you too? Um, so that's been really unfortunate. Uh, but I can't at the same time pretend like I don't understand that this is a very common sense consequence of how far you know, things have gone on the left in terms of LGBT people. And that is why I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same time. Tons of jerks on the right, right? How am I supposed to view the left in general as like an ally of us or our friends or our proponents when many of these terrible things that are happening right now are a direct result of their actions? You know, I think bathrooms are a really good example. The idea that bathrooms are this like cultural hot button like everyone has to have a take it's like how did we get to this point where bathrooms are being politicized and it's because the left started it so i can see the ways in which both sides really do harm to us as individuals so i want to shift gears and talk about pride today is, we're recording thursday june 1st the first day of pride month and you know I am just so excited to have corporations, right. you know, shove rainbow. I saw like Petco or one of these pet companies had like a rainbow themed ad with a dog. And I'm just like, literally anything. They will you know, Ford had a truck, good. they slap in a rainbow on a truck. It's like, it's so cringe. I guess it's certainly better than the alternative like 50 years ago where when companies wouldn't be dare be associated with supporting the gays or whatever, but it's, it's so cringe at this point, I think. Well, that's what sucks, right? Is that, like you said, we're in this pendulum shift and I cannot wait for the pendulum to just rest somewhere remotely close to the middle. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I grew up in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. And as is the case with many people like me, you know, I didn't become sort of like this, like, feminine entity the moment I decided I was going to transition. It was something that was sort of innate within my energy and behavior since I was like four or five years old. So by the time I was five years old, I was getting called, you know, a faggot by kids around me. And, you know, it was a very homophobic time. It was a very like, you know, strict conservative collectivist time in that sense. 
And uh, so because of that, I very strongly am aware of how things get when the pendulum goes the other way. I think we can find a happy medium between beating up the gay kid and cutting off the gay kid's genitals. Like, I, I think that there's a happy difference. We don't have to have teachers, like, you know, transing kids behind parents' back, and we don't have to have parents kicking out their gay kids. Can we just treat each other like goddamn people? <laughs> really shouldn't be too much to ask. Yeah. But I hope you're ready for just an entire month of cringe. Like, take a look at this thing, I this horrible, truly horrific thing I discovered uh, on Pride TikTok. Stand in support of LGBTQ And if you don't accept people Then shame on you Cause if you give me that bullshit That the bible says it's wrong Then your epistemology has been All along It's fucking 2023 How are we this up Let's stop the bigotry And we will see that love is love So whether you're gay, bi, trans, pan, a, non-binary Or intersex Be who you are cause you're a star And fuck the rest Okay um, um, first of all, I wish that made me want to die a little bit less, but second of all, um, I'm going to attempt to actually engage this person and answer one of his questions, which was, how did we get this effed? And it's so funny because those of us who are not like Gen Z, like just waking up to the world, you know, know that there was a time where we weren't this effed, you know, there was a time where all rights had been achieved for the LGBT community. There was a bastion of people that of course would never tolerate, accept, or love us, which is more than okay, by the way. There are plenty of things and groups and beliefs that I dislike, don't care to have around me in my life. That was always supposed to just be okay. We're always supposed to coexist. But unfortunately, that just wasn't enough for the community, right? Unfortunately, there's a huge industry around activism for the community that wasn't going to die simply because we had gay marriage or simply because we had employment uh, anti-discrimination laws, you know, or simply because Laverne Cox was now on TV and people were learning what trans was. None of that stopped that industry from still having to pump out responses to different issues, push for different legislation, invent new insane talking points and keep it going. That is the downfall. So, I, I don't know. I also just don't understand why Alphabet TikTok has to be so cringe. I don't like that. Yeah. And I don't like that it's always so childlike. Like, I don't like this sort of like a proximity it has or proximity it has towards like kid TikTok. Like I'm going to sing a little cutesy song and I'm going to, you know, I see all these like TikTokers, these non-binary TikTokers and they talk like children. They're like, you know, that one who's like, I'm glad you asked. It's like, <laughs> yes. That motherfucker, it's like, why are they all so emotionally, intellectually, and mentally stunted? What's going on? And how could you not hate these people, if I'm being honest? <laughs> it just them? sucks because it's like, what we just showed you is not how normal gay people act. But people see yeah. that on libs of TikTok or whatever, and they mistakenly think that's what we're like. And so one of my big issues with the, the alphabet people on TikTok is just how much their stuff blows up and then they're presenting this false image most lgbt people are actually pretty normal uh but they're not and then they make us all look like that exactly and the problem is so realistically it is such a small you know population of people that fall under lgbt right 
But, and people have this sort of like dismissal of the idea that TikTok videos could be something negative for us. And like, it's just TikTok. Why are you taking it so seriously? And it's like, I'm sorry, when a certain population makes up, like if we're talking trans specifically, like 0.0001% of the population, but the hashtag trans has tens of billions of views on the world's largest social media platform, that's an issue. And it's not something to just be waved away. Like, well, why are you taking it seriously? Well, because that becomes our representation. When the corporate press ignores plenty of normal, well-adjusted, post-transition, like productive members of society they could push out. And they push out Dylan Mulvaney, who has been trans for a year. They're doing harm, right? So it's like, I agree with leftists in the sense that representation does matter. So how about you guys stop representing us like shit? Yeah. I agree with you guys. Representation matters. So get it together. Yeah. Well, and they like ban you from TikTok, of course. And and I think right. somebody like you presents a face of like, oh, trans people can be just like me. They can be sensible. They can have American values. They can be patriots. And yet they don't want people to see that. They want them to see Dylan Mulvaney or the um, fuzzy mall or whatever that, that one. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Maybe I'll super cut that in, into the edit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it um, sucks, you know, and... All we can do is keep fighting. And like, I'm at a point right now, I've kind of been going through a bit of a shift in how I even care to approach these conversations. I really only care to have conversations and do interviews and do podcasts right now with people who I feel like A, are not morons because I spent too many years going on shows where the hosts are just morons. And B, I'm really only interested in conversing with people who the conversation is going to either lead to a solution of a problem the problems we have or at least like an attempt to get there right because we're, we're at we're at a fever pitch here right i don't want to see the world go backwards and start seeing actual hate crimes happening on the street towards people like you or me i don't want to you know contribute to the fact that i don't know if you feel this lately brad but like there's just like a general sort of like anxiety and toxicity in the air and like when you're out in the real world because I know you're not just like some uh, chronically online perpetual like internet person. You're a real person. I'm sure you're out in the world. Do, do you ever get like anxiety about being grouped in with these people in people's minds? Because I do. Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, I think the only solace is that a lot of people still aren't on TikTok or Twitter and so they don't, they don't see yeah. this. Um, but I, I do absolutely, especially where I am out in West Michigan now. There's a lot of like nice older Christian folks who just don't they they have very big misconceptions about what it means to be gay yeah um or especially what it means to be transgender but mm. i'm also like not excited for just to to watch people exploit pride month for their own political agenda for the next month so and and just that the the cringe of it like watch this video from cory booker the senator love wins happy pride month see <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say what's wrong with a rainbow colored street and what's wrong with a politician saying something that he believes, you know, is nice and positive towards a group of people he believes to be marginalized. But there's something to be said about the, I've been thinking about this a lot. There's something to be said about the extreme over-representation that we're experiencing in the sense of there is no reason for every politician 
to be doing this shit. There is no reason for every TV show to have trans characters, gay characters. There's no reason to have it just shoved down people's mouths. And I think what we're seeing is like, people can be mad about people like you and I having conversations and attempting to unpack what's going on in a way they're not familiar with in terms of like a gay man or a trans woman who's not a leftist. People don't like that obviously. However, is there really an argument to be made that they're doing it the right way when LGBT acceptance is on the decline? You can believe that people like me and people like you are not representing our community in the right way. And you can disagree with our politics, but I will never accept that what leftist activists and Democrat politicians are doing is working because the data simply doesn't show that to be true. It's not. People are sick of the cringe and how disingenuous it is. Yeah. I mean, there is that meme of like a plane dropping bombs and then it's like under Republicans and then under Democrats, it's the same mm-hmm. one, but it has a rainbow flag next to the Raytheon symbol. <laughs> and right. it's just, it's just funny because it's just, I mean, the Cory Booker one, look, I don't even hate Cory Booker. He's fine, whatever. But it just is so cringe. And I've been watching today, it's the first, as all the politicians release pride statements. And they all say the same thing. And they all hit the same buzzwords. They've all changed the acronym now too. So so it's starting to include, um, it's not LGBT, it's not LGBTQ, it's not LGBTQ+. I'm starting to see LGBTQIA2S+. And you said that sounds like a Wi-Fi password. It does. And it's so ridiculous. And again, this is just the perfect example of the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? I actually do believe that a large portion of people on the left feel within themselves that they are helping. I genuinely do not attribute malice to most of them. Some of them, you can tell, they don't really see us as humans. They see it, they're, we're just another political football. We're another thing they can weaponize. A lot of them, I think, really do care. So to those people, I have to say, and I'll continue saying, the best possible thing for you to do is shut the f- up. <laughs> I genuinely think the best possible thing for us would be even just one year where we take Pride Month off. Just one year where we're just like, you know what? Let's, things are a little hot right now. Let's reconvene in a year. Just make, or make stuff way less in your face and just stop constantly throwing it down everyone's throat. Because even people who don't care, if you just force something on them so much and are so pushy with it, they're not going to like that. And I get that. I do think we're seeing some people overreact. Like, for example, um, there was this thing and... It's hard because some of this is legitimate outrage, but then I saw a lot of conservatives online get upset that Target had just like pajamas for for infants or whatever with a rainbow symbol on them. And I personally like don't think that that is really worthy of getting triggered over. I mean, Ben Shapiro said that it's indoctrinating children into sexual fluidity and extraordinarily destructive and it's the predicate philosophy for transitioning minors like i think it's actually just a rainbow logo on a piece of pajamas i don't think it's that big a deal well there's levels to it right it's like and this is where i get very frustrated with people on the right because i think that for a moment in around like, you know, between like 2020 and 2022, maybe even a little bit going into this year, the right did have an amazing upper hand in the sense of the things they were focusing on, the excesses were so legitimate 
and and a lot of people still do focus on that but there's a lot less that do now and people are becoming more extreme like if you want to criticize trans ideology and you want to criticize the concept of trans keep it to the kids just keep it to the, why do you have to include adults who aren't harming anyone many of which who are going to actually agree with you if you're going to criticize you know like gay teachers or get criticize the gay teachers that are really teaching the kids about pronouns and having inappropriate conversations you don't have to just the idea of a gay man being a teacher is somehow an issue because it's not right there's levels to it and i wish the right would be more specific in the things that they condemn because that's how you win i think that's how they've had great success in the states where they have passed laws you know barring or limiting access to child sex changes and i agree with all those laws but when you start getting into there was a law that was attempted to pass i think in utah or something oklahoma one or two where um they tried to make it like up until 26 i'm like you know i refuse to be in a group where i can be drafted and fight and die for my country but not get a boob job so like go f yourself if that's where you're at right so don't give up the high ground that we have on legitimate grievances to freak out over a rainbow on a piece of clothing. Now, if that rainbow on that piece of clothing said something, you know, about the kid being gay or the kid being trans or had like a tucking thing on the inside, hell yeah, get pissed. But you're right, it, 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 when it's just a rainbow, it's like, mm, it makes people less likely to take the things that are serious, you have to say, seriously. Exactly. When you tie your legitimate concerns to frivolous concerns, yeah. you actually drag them down. That's the same way that the, the left, for example, called everyone racist for so long that the, the word lost all its meaning. But now there are some people who are genuinely racist. But when they get called that, everyone just shrugs and it doesn't really take exactly. it seriously at first because they overused it. And I think the right cries wolf on a lot of LGBT stuff that's not a big deal, which then harms their ability to truly call out the things that are a bad deal yeah if if everyone's racist no one's racist if everyone's a groomer then no one's a groomer so use that word specifically carefully and with intent and when you mislabel someone with those words you should really apologize because those are not cool words to attach to people without a real purpose um you know it's like i i saw some account the other day that like posted some like adult female to male trans person and was like, this is what they're doing to our girls. They're mutilating our girls. And it's like, that bitch was like 28. <laughs> like, like well, she made a choice and she did that. And maybe you can disagree with that choice, but you shouldn't disagree with her right to make that choice of altering her body how she wants. It's like, focus on when they really are mutilating the girls, which includes the children, not the 28 year olds who are doing what they want with their bodies, you know? If there's consequences for that, that's for her to face or him to face, you know? It's, but children should be protected. Adults should be left to their devices so long as they're not harming other people. This is not a difficult concept and for whatever reason, people don't understand that. <laughs> And you undermine your ability to actually advocate for laws that protect kids who can't consent when you conflate mm -hmm. it with restricting adults from living how they see fit. And I think people on the right that are doing that are doing a disservice to the push to actually protect kids to, to wait until they can understand and make those decisions by conflating it with like a few of those bills I've seen in different states restrict it to 21 or 25 or 26. And I spoke out against that because those are adults. They can do whatever they want. This is a free country, right? This is America. Like, 
it's not your business, Karen, what other people choose to do with their bodies or how they want to live their lives. And you can't fix your mouth to say you're a limited government, pro-freedom conservative, while also trying to tell 25-year-olds they don't have the right. These same people rightly complain they don't want to be forced to take the COVID vax, but they think it should be illegal for somebody to take testosterone or to take estrogen. I mean, right. some of these same people, it's, I'm sorry? Right. And, and that's why, you know, in this time of like overcorrection on certain things and, uh, you know, the just lack of nuance that exists in the discourse surrounding these topics, it's more important than ever for those of us that are principled to remain grounded in our principles. Because whether we know it or not, um, there are so many people from that are sort of on the outside looking in or on the outskirts are not actively vocalizing themselves that see that there are some of us holding it down right now. There are some of us holding it down and being like, no, we can't let this spin out of control on either side. Yeah, so I do want to talk about some of the stuff that's genuinely cracked that's going on. So okay. a good example is <laughs> a furry convention. I know you love furries. <laughs> I know you love talking about furries. <laughs> So this is the Rolling Stone headline from this once serious publication. Furries now have serious beef with Ron DeSantis. And the subheading is a furry fandom convention in Florida just announced it would ban minors based on the governor's ridiculous laws. So this article accuses Florida Governor Ron DeSantis of sucking the life out of the pleasure of many of life's little joys by passing the Protection of Children Act that makes it a crime to, uh, let's see, knowingly admit a child to an adult live performance. And so they, the, this furry convention, which for folks that don't know, this is like dressing up as animals in a sexual thing. It's like a kink. It's like a fetish. My question to you is this, Blair. Why wasn't this already 18 up? Because I think, okay, so the, the only video, and people, people are going to probably be shocked by this. The only time in my entire career that I have had a video taken down is a video I did reacting to and dragging furries. The, <laughs> like, National Furry Convention or whatever the fuck like struck my video, like did like an illegal copyright thing and my video was taken out. It got put back up because they weren't able to prove that I did anything wrong because I didn't. But that's how crazy these people are. That's the first thing. And keep in mind, you know, I've gone after a lot of different groups of people and I've had a lot of groups cut me hard. So <laughs> for my only video to be taken down from the furries, it's like, wow. Second of all, I do agree that it is like a sexual thing. And I think that a lot of them play this game of pretending like it's not. And it so is, right? I mean, perhaps for some of them it isn't. You know, I think it attracts a lot of very weird people with a lot of different issues. And so perhaps some of them don't do it for sexual reasons, but a lot of them do. And a lot of the stuff that goes on at these conventions, if you ever watch videos about it, is sexual and is weird and is just frankly very off-putting. And again, because I'm all for free adults doing what the f they want, have at it. Same, same. Yeah. Do it with adults. Just adults. That's it. It's not hard. But then you have Rolling Stone saying it's what, – what exactly did they say here? They said that these are ridiculous laws barring children from sexual fetish conventions. Like, I'm sorry. you And, and also the article conflates this with LGBT rights, which really angry, I hate the, I hate the weird conflation. Ooh, I hate it. <sighs> I hate that it gets conflated with it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, 
And a lot of furries really push that conflation because what I've known from making like furry reaction videos is that <laughs> a lot a lot of them like do this weird LGBT thing with it, right? Like they have like fursuits with like the top surgery scars like painted on the fursuit and they have like the trans and the gay flag in the background and I'm like, can we just keep it separate please? Cause it's not, it's, it's not, it's it, no. I really don't care about like adult kink and fetish. Do whatever you want, but I really do take umbrage with it. They do this as well. And I got one, I got dragged for this years ago and I would phrase it differently if I did it today, but I criticized the LGBT like gay leather weekend that was held in DC because if people like are into leather or different stuff, I genuinely do not care, but I don't like the conflation of kinks with LGBT because these are things about us we can't change. These are like um, in, in immutable characteristics of who we are and how we love and how we just, and to conflate that with your fetishes, no thank you. Just keep it Kinks moving. Kinks are keep extracurricular. Kinks are extracurricular, you know, and I, I completely agree. And this is why I've never really felt um, comfortable at Pride events, uh, like ever. Like I've, I've, I remember maybe going to like one or two as like a teenager. Um, and I even, back then I even remember thinking like, wow, there's like some really young kids and there's some really weird shit going on in that corner. And it's like, what's going yeah, on? I don't like that. I don't like it either. And so that's why these issues are so nuanced is that <laughs> someone said this to me last night. I was like having a conversation like last night after smoking a little bit. Of, I was just really going in with my friend. And he was like, you know, the thing that sucks about all the trans and LGBT discourse, LGBT discourse is everyone's kind of right. Everyone kind of has a point. Like conservatives who go off about how pride is super degenerate. It's like, do they not have a point when there really are like weird shit happening? They have a point. And then the people who are like prides about celebrating gay people and trans people, it's like they kind of have a f- point too. Historically it is, but they let a lot of shit go on. So it's like society's really struggling to find that compromise and that true integration of LGBT people within society. And the kinks shit really hurts it. The, you know, excesses of the trans movement really hurts it. And um, unfortunately, I think the LGBT community, the onus is on them to compromise. I don't think it really is on the right anymore. I mean, depending on how extreme they go, then and the to onus is our own right. communities. Absolutely. You know, and people like us will get called gatekeepers as if that's a bad thing, as if you shouldn't protect a community from being infiltrated by people with nefarious intentions. Imagine thinking that gatekeeping is bad. We it's need like more. That. We need more gatekeeping. I will gatekeep the shit out of this community until the day that I die because I do not like being conflated with fetishists. I do not like being conflated with trans trenders. I do not like being conflated with, you know, any of the 2SL, whatever the fuck they're adding. It's like none of that makes sense. And LGBT really does encompass all of us, that alone, you know? And, uh, it's on us. It's so on us. No matter how extreme or hostile the right gets, it really is on us to not give them that ammunition. And that ammunition is what exactly what they get in these cases of the truly insane stuff happening in some schools. Um, so yeah. let me give you an example from a story I just saw today reported by a friend, uh, Jason Rance. Over, he's a, a Seattle-based journalist and radio host. And you're going to be shocked by some of this. 
Quote, an elementary school offered inappropriate sex ed lessons to students without parental consent or district approval, according to concerned parents and a community activist. Parents only found out about it from finding the lessons plans from their kids. Fourth and fifth graders at Lincoln Elementary in the Olympia School District received sex ed lessons on May 9th. Okay, but it's not normal sex ed. Here's the thing. Materials presented by Planned Parenthood included drawings of pubic hair shaped like an animal, and students were told they could pick from a number of contrived genders to identify as. Some of the materials promoted medication to block puberty. Another page of the pamphlets said, some kids are he, some kids are she, some kids are they, and some kids have more pronouns to share because everyone belongs. Students were asked to reflect on what pronouns they want to use, and they were given a gender wheel worksheet that has different identities like trans, intersex, drag king, trans femme, agender person, girlish boy, boy girl, and non-binary. It introduces children to they and z pronouns and also tree pronouns and teaches kids that, quote, ways of thinking are changing all the time as old limited beliefs transform and evolve. I'm sorry, on behalf of the LGBT community, that's cracked. That is so demented. <laughs> that's so deranged. And again, I wish it made me want to die less. Um, so this is what sucks. And this is where people, people so lack nuance on this. Because one of the things that I get uh, criticized for a lot is that I have said multiple times in, you know, interviews uh, in my career that I experienced gender dysphoria at age five. And I will never take that statement back for the, you know, areas of concern that either side has on that statement because it's true. However, what the left says is, well, since you experienced gender dysphoria at five, shouldn't we be transing the kids? Shouldn't we be giving the kids access to, you know, gender affirming care? No, that has the fact that I experienced that as a child and it persisted has nothing to do with my ability to consent to anything as a child. The same way that people start wanting to have sex around the age 12 or 13, that's when hormones start kicking in. Does that mean they're able to consent to that because they have those biological inclinations or feelings about it? Absolutely not. That's why we have laws barring that. It's the same thing. And if anything, it's like the argument is only strengthened for trans adults when you bar it from minors because the studies all show that gender dysphoria in children when those children are left alone to go through puberty and develop naturally dissipates the vast majority of the time so then because we acknowledge that if we can just acknowledge that people incidents where that dysphoria persists into adulthood that is when you can start having the conversations about transition and it makes it more valid it's like okay i went through puberty it's still here so I need a solution. And for those people, some of them, transition is the case. So I don't see that as hypocritical at all, but teaching kids that, to get back to what you just read off, which made me go insane, is that I had so many issues with that. The first thing is the inclusion of drag kings. I don't like, even though obviously drag queens and kings are a part of the LGBT community because they are gay men and lesbians and some trans people or whatever, 
the idea that those are like legitimate identities outside of being an occupation, a type of performer is so bizarre to me. That is not a gender identity. A drag queen is not a gender identity. That's a job. That's something you go on stage for and you get paid for. So the fact that the left treats them as this marginalized community and not performers that are subject to just as many restrictions and laws where they perform as any other type of performer is crazy to me. I don't like that. Um, and again, none of those identities even made sense. Tree, really? Tree pronouns for fourth graders? Disgusting, but what's crazy is like, when you look at the people who really push this stuff, who are like tree pronouns and drag king identities and, and whatever, and kids can be all this, the majority of the time, and tell me if you make this observation as well, it's being pushed by people who are not gay or trans. It's like just these straights, not trans, They're white. allies. They're just exactly. trying to signal allyship. Exactly. So the, the fact that we're supposed to view those as like our defenders or like, well, why are you on the right when these other people are the ones supporting you? Is that real support? It's kind of like... No, they're undermining us. They're undermining us and they're doing things to hurt us. It's kind of like if you are in a relationship, if there's a relationship and one person in the relationship is addicted to meth and the other person, so the partner supports the partner who's addicted to meth, loves the partner who's addicted to meth, provides that money every week to go get the meth, is super supportive. It's like, that's not love, that's not support, that's not allyship. That's you perhaps having the good intentions of wanting to keep that person around, but it's not allyship at all. Yeah, and I also think that with truly gender dysphoric people like yourself, nobody had to plant the idea in your head, right? Mm -mm. Because you actually had gender dysphoria from a very young age. And right. the idea that we would be going up to fourth and fifth graders and like asking them to reflect on their pronouns and giving them all these new options. It, I really don't like, I don't like to say the word like grooming because unless it's, we're literally talking about you're trying to hurt children, but you're pushing this on them almost or causing yes. them to ask questions or reconsider things they wouldn't otherwise have, which is not what this is supposed to be about. This is supposed to be about tolerance and letting people be who they are, not pushing things on people at younger and younger ages. And I think we have to call that out because if I would understand why people would look at that and they would have extreme backlash to it. Oh, of course, because I do too, I hate it. And you know, there also is a difference between when, when you listed all those identities, it's like almost every single one of them rely on such shallow definitions, such, you know, stereotypical, you know, interpretations of what they are. So if you're, you know, a f demi girl or any of these things, it's like, so what does that mean that you're a tomboy? What does that mean that you're a male who is feminine? What does that all of those are such regressive ideas while purporting to be progressive ideas. You know, I didn't choose to transition because I like the color pink and because I'm whatever. It's because there was an incongruence and there was a mental disorder attached to it, which they also don't want to, you know, admit to, despite the fact that they are traditionally the group of people that purports to want to destigmatize mental illness and mental disorders. You know, at each and every turn, these people have like ruined our credibility. And it's so hard to unsee that once you see it, you know, it's like, I don't have any intention of making like 
conservatives who would never come around to accepting LGBT people come around to it. I don't care. I, I want them to have their life. I want them to live by their standards. I just want to be able to live by my standards and live my life. And I find that the left makes that harder than even the right. Yeah. And I also think that the alphabet people and the activists, they have really warped priorities. Like, take a look at this. I just saw this. Mexico has introduced a non-binary passport. Watch this TikTok from Pink News. Mexico has introduced the country's first non-binary passport, allowing its citizens the ability to legally identify as their authentic selves. Foreign Minister Marcelo Ebrared announced that Mexico had issued its initial passport with a non-binary gender marker, hailing it as a significant stride for freedom of expression. On the International Day Against Homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia, activist Oshel Baina received their passport during a ceremony attended by government officials, including transgender federal lawmaker Salma Luovano. This move underscores the Mexican government's support for sexual diversity and the guarantee of rights for all identities. Under the new policy, non-binary and gender non-conforming Mexican citizens have the option to replace the gender category with an X rather than being limited to male or female. Applicants can also choose to omit specifying their gender when applying for new passports. Mexico is one of 16 countries, along with others such as Spain, that recognize the X marker on official documents. However, some countries, including France, Italy, and the UK, still do not permit the use of X markers on passports. The UK government in particular has faced criticism for its stance on non-binary passports, as it has declined to update its policy despite public petitions, citing complex practical consequences as the reason for not introducing a third or non-binary gender. Wow. Um... <sighs> The non-binary shit kills me because I, first of all, I hate pink news. Pink news is absolute cancer. Um, <laughs> many people came across me because of my um, debate with Jessica Yaniv in 2019. And the media, the way in which LGBT media covered that whole debacle, which if you don't know, Jessica Yaniv is a notorious out of Canada purporting to be trans, so that's the long and short of it. Pink News sided with that over me in that issue, right? They wrote an article attacking me and defending Jessica and Eve. So if you want to talk about priorities, whack. Where's that? The second thing is the non binary shit kills me for the simple fact that people who are pro non binary or believe non binary is valid, all that, you can believe that, but the insistence that that is to be conflated with trans or falls under some sort of definition of also trans within the trans umbrella is really disgusting and insulting because first of all being a transsexual reinforces the binary you're going from one to the other so that's diametrically opposed in and of itself to be non-binary these same people can they have enough of a nuanced understanding right of gender and sex to adhere to the idea that there are thousands of sexualities, thousands of genders, each one of them distinct enough to have a different word, but non-binary has to be within the word trans. It's like, again, these activists squash real acceptance at every turn because how the in the world begin to understand transsexuals when it's getting muddied by the concept of non-binary, right? Like I'll oftentimes get cringy, usually younger, conservative like types coming on my Twitter and being like to me and, and like I mentioned like hey dude there's only two genders I'm like yeah I know I was one of the people who like made that quote like pop back in the day I have a video called there's more than two there's only two genders with like millions of views so what are you yeah I believe in two genders I went from one to the other so that just goes to show that 
all this other shit, the non-binary, the gender fluid, has confused the shit out of people that they can't even properly attack a transsexual anymore. They think that we have really believed there's like more than two genders. <laughs> no, it is conflating it with the non-binary thing to me. Again, I do believe people should live however they want, but it, it doesn't, it, it, it's philosophically incoherent. There's no definition of non-binary that can be explained without like extremely sexist stereotypes of what it means to be a man yeah. and a woman. I just think a, a, a non-binary person should really just be, oh, okay, a not super feminine female. That should be fine, right? Um, or that likes short hair or whatever. Um, but I take umbrage with two things. One is the conflation of that with our immutable characteristics and identities. And secondly, just I have to laugh at the Mexican government's priorities. Let me just read to yeah. you. Um, so I found this. This is a, a list of the top 10 most dangerous cities in the world with, uh, with their murder rates. Five of them are in Mexico. Five. And this is a country basically run by cartels at this point where people are getting shot, yet their government is working on X options for passports. I mean, that's beyond. You can't parody. even drink the water. You can't even drink the water in Mexico. <laughs> Like, that's the very known thing that you just don't drink the water and they're on that. It's like, wow, you know, priorities are wild. And uh, even if we get to a point where, like, we discuss non-binary rights and all that shit, it's like, can the LGBT people come before any of that other shit? Because we've been here and, like, y'all invented this in 2014, right? And that is, like, a huge problem, by the way, is that... This wasn't a thing before 2014, whereas people like you and me have existed throughout generations, throughout history, throughout civilizations that were isolated from each other, right? Obviously, the concept of someone who has done this to themselves in terms of like what I've done physically is new because technology. However, like people, lefties do have a point when they point to ancient civilizations where people sort of like lived as the other gender and like, yeah, it's always been a thing. But this new shit is so political that it has nothing to do with that. And I don't like the idea that our existence is inherently political, you know? I'm okay with the issues surrounding us being, you know, treated political, but I hate that now I feel like I'm like a walking, talking political billboard when I know that you probably feel the same way. I mean, there's so much more to us. There's just so much more. So I have one last thing I wanna get your reaction to. This is a clip from that I just thought was one of the most out of touch, like liberal takes on trans issues I've ever heard. Emma Vigeland of the Majority Report basically says, like, so what if it's unfair to have trans oh. women in sports? Just I saw that. sucks to suck. Take a look at this. Or our, I mean, honestly, like women's sports, it's barely an institution. It's only been around for a few decades. Like if our sources of our outlets for entertainment, for competition, for like, I, I don't know whatever to however to define them. But if they're not able to accommodate trans people, then they're not worthy of existing. Like, I, I, I'm, it's just like we're talking about movie theaters. What, what are we talking about here? I mean, I love sports as much as anyone. But if they cannot accommodate, including trans people, I don't give a shit about them being robust. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, be inclusive or don't be. That's it. Or don't exist. Okay. Aren't you not glad, every Blair, that we have these white straight allies to just take to stand up for trans rights like this like 
Right, right. This is what we were talking about throughout this episode, which is like the best thing that these white lived out bitches could do for us is just shut up because you're arguing for things that don't even make sense for us. So the idea that because I am trans, that every lane is for me and I should be included in any and every area of life is simply illogical. It simply doesn't make sense. And it's incongruent with how to actually properly integrate trans people into things. The, the conversation should not be trans people should be included in sports at all costs. The argument should be trans people should be included in sports where it's appropriate. Examples of where that's appropriate are going to be trans leagues. If there's so many trans athletes out there, why the f aren't there tra trans leagues at this point? I actually think that'd be kind of cool to watch. I would love to watch a bunch of trannies like tackle each other and do football and shit. Like, I think that'd be lit. And I think a lot of people would watch that just for the like, entertainment value of it, right? Um, again, this like nuanceless take that under any and all circumstances, you know, the inclusion is more important than the fairness uh, is, it's like a child's view of the world. It's like a- It's also it's like a fucking, so inconsistent with liberal feminism because for years, yeah. like, look, I'm a man. I don't have a whole lot riding in this fight, but I'll just say this. For years, liberals argue we need separate women's sports, right? We need this. It's part of equality of opportunity, college sports. The whole point of Title IX was to force schools to have both gender sports. Now they're like, actually, let's just nuke the idea of sex segregated sports because sometimes trans people want to play in women's sports. And yeah. I'm sorry, but that is not helping. One, that's not fair to women, right? Uh, there are just advantages that don't go away, um, especially if you went through puberty uh, with your, your biological male puberty. Um, and the other part is that's not actually helpful for trans people because that's a very radical concept that you're associating with trans acceptance. Whereas if your concept is, yeah, we should accept trans people and be chill. And, but of course we'll have fair rules in sports where it would be unfair and we'll protect women's sports. People will accept that. If you tell them that in order to support trans people, you have to accept just getting rid of sex distinctions in sports a whole lot of people are gonna have an issue with that and that's understandable. Right, and life isn't a Disney movie, you know? Life isn't like, oh my God, the poor trans person like fighting to be included in a sports league and at the end it's like they take the goal and it's, it's life is not a Disney movie. Life, we have to figure out a way to balance the rights of all groups at the same time. And none of those rights can inter and can like stack on top of the other group's rights in the sense of like, I am not religious. I am not a Christian. I don't believe the government should be ran, you know, through a like religious perspective necessarily. I mean, people say like, oh, like making murder illegal is a religious perspective. It's like, mm, it's a human perspective. Uh, so I don't want that imposed on me and I don't want to impose anything on women. I don't want to impose anything on children. Like that helps no one and hurts everyone. And you know, this is something that is incongruent with like my perspective on transitioning that I had when I started transitioning. There wasn't a part of me when I began my medical transition that believed that that would make me biologically female, that that would make like the playing fields, not in a sports way, but just in a life way, exactly the same as women. The idea that every lane that is for women has to include me 
is ridiculous because not every lane that is for me includes women. I've walked through many doors in my life and had many amazing experiences and met many amazing people that I would not have met if I was born biologically female, right? You know, I think of like the career I've had over the past seven years. Do you think if I was born biologically female, I would have had that career? No. So not every lane is for you. You have to respect that, you know? And it also, I hate to, I hate to rant, but you said earlier that um, conflating real grievances with uh, frivolous ones makes people less likely to take the serious ones serious. This is what I think of when I think of like bathrooms. So people who like freak out over the bathroom stuff when there's no uh, data or statistical reality to feel that strongly either way about it. Um, and there isn't rapes occurring in bathrooms, but the people act like they are. That makes people less likely to take you seriously when you talk about locker rooms. Because I think locker rooms are very different than bathrooms. The bathroom at Walmart is not the same thing as Leah Thomas walking around with a penis showing with young women, right? This is a good example of that. It's like where there are legitimate grievances for trans people, when you start talking about how we're not allowed to go in sports and like f up women physically in, in sporting leagues, who the f is gonna take the real shit you're saying serious? I hate to swear so much. I feel so bad if you're gonna have to bleep this out, but it pisses me off because women like her get up and and go on this righteous like per, like crusade for us and they only make it worse. They only make it worse. Yeah, they do. And also I'll just be honest, if you really want to do this, they're just you just have one soccer team for the United States. None of the female players would make it if you just abolished sex segregate. I'm just being honest. Yeah. I mean, they the the women's World Cup team, which is amazing for the women, they played against a U15 boys team and lost a few years ago, right? There's just differences. And when you're right. so woke, you can't acknowledge reality. You can't follow the science. Your brain falls out and you end up with these kind of takes that aren't helpful to anybody. But that is the kind yeah. of stuff we're here to correct. Thank you so much for coming on, Blair, and keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much, Brad. It was awesome coming back and hopefully we do it again. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching this episode of Damage Control. If you enjoyed it, hit that like button, consider subscribing, and I'll see you all next week.